This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to speak to my friend, Kara. And Kara and I met when we were in Korea and we were both English teachers. She's a wonderful person and today she's going to talk about her experience as an American. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. Remember that each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. Sometimes though, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes all of the definitions. I'm telling you, you are going to love this membership. Now, I know you're curious about our episode today and the words and expressions that we will use during our conversation. So, Teacher Julie, your guide and teacher for the Weekly English Words membership, will explain them and then we will jump right in to today's episode. The phrase due to is just another way of saying because of. So, for example... Unfortunately, due to the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of people have lost their jobs and a lot of companies have had to close down. 
Another common example, the flight has been canceled due to bad weather. So because of bad weather. Remember that due to is a little bit more formal than because of. So it's commonly used in writing, in emails, or more so in business than in everyday casual conversation. But again, due to is just an alternative to because of. So the idiom to be rubbish at something simply means that you are bad at something or you're not good at something. So for example, I am rubbish at mathematics. This means I am not good with numbers. I'm simply not good at math. So you can use this idiom anytime that you are not good in a particular area or with a specific subject. So you could say, I am rubbish at dancing or singing. I'm rubbish at playing football, for instance. So again, to be rubbish at something is just another way of saying that you are not good at that particular thing. So the phrasal verb to stand out means to be unique, noticeable, or to attract attention, usually when you are in a group. So for example, imagine that you're in a room of 10 or 15 people and everyone in the room is really shy and really quiet, but you are outspoken, you are confident, you're funny, you're making jokes. So this makes you unique or noticeable among that group. So you would stand out in this case. Another common example is if you are a job applicant, you really want to stand out during a job interview. You want to show what is unique or special or attract the interviewer's attention. So again, to stand out simply means to be unique, noticeable, or to attract attention of the people around you. All right. Hey, Kara, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm looking forward to hearing about your experience as an American. But uh, (laughs) I wanted you to kind of introduce yourself to those that are listening. You know, we met in Korea, but you can kind of give your background so they can get to know a little bit about you. Um, Okay. Well, my name is Kara. Mm -hmm. I'm from Colorado, Mm -hmm. and I currently live in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was an English teacher in Korea for four years and then I came home back in 2019 and now I'm a daycare teacher (laughs) oh really nice now I didn't know you were a daycare teacher how old are the uh the kids you mainly work with like infants or like the toddler like toddlers um well we're mainly toddlers right now um Mm -hmm. due to COVID but Mm -hmm. uh we're usually uh, ages six weeks to 12 years old oh wow Mm -hmm. you guys have them older too yeah nice Well, that's what's up. Well, do you have any hobbies you want to tell us about? Anything you like to do in your spare time? Um, Well, right now I'm uh, in a band and we're working on releasing an EP. Nice. And writing music at the moment. Nice. And let me ask this question. What do you, do you play the instrument or do you sing in the band? I'm I'm the singer because I am rubbish at playing instruments. So... (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, I would love to hear some of your music. I would love to hear some of your music. Oh, no, did it cut off? It's oh, I thought it cut off. <laughs> I was like, maybe she doesn't want to share it. Oh, got silent. <laughs> okay, good stuff, good stuff. All right, well, 
I'm going to jump right in. And I sent the questions to you before, but you know, we're talking about meeting an American and talking about your experience as an American, because a lot of individuals that aren't from America don't realize that Americans have many different experiences and there's not really a cookie cutter American. So I want to jump right in and ask you the first question. So can you tell us one thing that makes you unique or different? Mm, well, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, just me as an American or? It's up to you. Um, anything that makes you unique as a person? Like, hey, among my friends, you know, I'm known as the only one that dot, dot, dot. Or anything yeah. you want to say, yeah, that makes you unique. Like, I can draw. That makes me unique or something like that. It doesn't matter. Um, I guess I want to say I'm, I'm extremely loyal. Mm. Um, so I'm extremely loyal to anything. Like if, uh, it's a brand I like, I'm only shopping that brand. If mm -hmm. it's, um, the one person that can cut my hair, I'm only going to that person to cut my hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like that in Korea too. I found one salon that actually knew how to work with my hair and I only went to them. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I'm just very loyal person in general. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that aspect. It's kind of like you stick with what works and you don't have to try anything else. Like you work, I don't have to worry about anything else. Right. So. <laughs> Does that apply to guys too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's loyal. <laughs> <I'm very> loyal. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Well, then let me ask you this question. Now, this again is your own personal opinion. If someone asked you, hey, Kara, what does it mean to be an American? How would you answer that question? What does it mean to be an American? You can go in as much detail as you'd like, just in your opinion. What does it mean to be an American? Um, I think, um, well, of course, if you're born here, you're an American. Mm -hmm. um, I think people who come here looking for a better life and they you know, they want to better themselves. That makes them American. Mm -hmm. um, I think America as a country um, needs to be more open to people wanting to make a better life for themselves because that's what America was built on. Right. So I feel like you don't need a piece of paper to be an American. I think you just need to have that drive to be a better person and mm -hmm. to live a better life. And that's why, you know, a lot of people leave their home country for America. Mm. And, you know, to become an American is hard, but if you work at it, it can happen. And mm. as long as you're doing it to better yourself, that's what America is all about. Mm. I like that. I like the explanation. Why do you think it's so hard to become an American? Do you think it's just the red tape, like trying to get the paperwork? Or do you think there are other things that make it hard to become an American? Um, I definitely think it is red tape. Um, because, like, you could take my mom, for example. My mom is Korean. Oh, okay, yeah. She, when she came to America, it was very easy for her, but that was back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But she didn't become an American until way later, like decades later. Mm. And she had to take a test. She had to know all these things about America that I didn't even know, and I grew yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I feel like there's just a lot of obstacles put in front of people in order to become an American citizen. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. when yeah. it's not common knowledge things that you have to know to become an American citizen. Honestly, Kara, 
one of my friends became an American, like naturalized American. And she told me some of the things on the test. And I was like, we don't even know that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't know that stuff. Like you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know who wrote the national anthem. Why would I need to know that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, wow. Props to your mom for, you know, passing that test and everything decades later after she came to America. Wow. Okay. So then I like your definition. And I like your explanation of what it means to be an American. Um, you know, they consider America to be this melting pot, right? What does that mean to you? Like you said, your mom came from Korea in the seventies, of course, years and years ago, but what does it mean to you when someone says America is a melting pot? Well, if you think about other countries, you see one race, one culture. Mm. Whereas in America, we're everyone. Like, it doesn't matter what country you are from, there's a place for you. Mm. Um, I really um, love my state of Colorado because I've met so many people from different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. And it, it just opens my eyes to more people mm. around the world. And I can ask these questions that like I would otherwise not be able to ask um, without traveling to their country. Mm. And I really enjoy seeing like these cultures coming together and you can see mm. where we have um, similarities and differences mm. as far as culture. Like um, without America, you wouldn't see that, oh, Samoan culture is similar to Asian culture. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't see, you know, different Hispanics and like what, like Latin Americans, what does your culture mean? And how do you say this word? Is it different from this word? And it's, uh, yeah, it's just really interesting. And um, losing my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's um, okay. You can bring it back. <laughs> he lost your train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> but no, it's just, yeah, it's, we're all, we're all different people from all these different cultures, but we all live in the same country. Yeah. We're able to just be human beings together. Yeah. I want to ask you if this happened to you because when I was in Korea, I loved Korea. You know, I mean, I stayed there for 10 years. Um, but there was a point when I realized, man, I do appreciate being an American because we have so many cultures in one area existing together. It forces you to be more understanding of differences of somebody else's different. Like, oh, you're different from me, but it's okay. I can accept that and let's move on with our friendship or our life. Uh, and living in Korea, being with one culture, it was kind of like, everyone of course there are exceptions but everyone kind of had the same idea the way of thinking the way of doing things so it's kind of like a rigid so i missed american culture at times where hey we just understand everybody and it's okay to be unique it's okay to be different so did you ever experience in that when you were in korea oh yes i did especially mm. my first year in korea mm. um you can tell even just by fashion my fashion style mm -hmm. is completely different i like to wear black all the time mm -hmm. whereas Koreans wear the same color palette as everyone around them yeah like I remember summer being everyone was wearing whites and pales pale blues and then in the winter everyone was wearing gray and then like a bright colored um scarf yeah you know, it was just very different so I felt like I stood out a lot because my fashion sense was different yeah yeah it is very interesting it is very interesting all right um, let me ask you this question then. So we're talking about, you know, how America is this melting pot and many different cultures coming together and the beauty of our differences, but there are similarities, even though we're very different, our different, you know, little cultural groups, 
if you had to describe what it means to be an American in three words, basically kind of similarities that we all experience, something that we all kind of have in common, if you had to describe what it means to be an American in three words, which words would you choose and why? Mm-hmm. I think one, whenever you think about America, one, you'd always think freedom. Yeah. But sometimes people take advantage of that. There's too much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Go for it. So, I mean, you know, in America, it's, um, if someone does something you don't like, you could sue them. And yeah. it, sometimes it's petty. It's, it's yeah. too much. You don't need to sue someone over every little thing. Yes, they wronged you, but maybe a conversation could be had instead. You don't have to sue that person. You don't have to like go after money I feel like that's a little evil of you to like just want their money yeah for justification so freedom yes is um we have a little too much freedom but when you think of America it is freedom (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that's true you have two more um that's a common one I've heard a lot as well uh big everything's bigger food plate size I'm not mad at but yes (laughs) everything's bigger here Everything's bigger. Our cars are bigger. Our food is bigger. Our houses are bigger. Yeah. And sometimes we're like, why is it so big? We don't need that much. But then we also have the opposite where it's too tiny. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this question before you say your third one. So you mentioned that and you mentioned the housing situation. So prior to going to Korea, you know, there's kind of this typical house size in America. Single family home is like, this is the reg- the normal size, right? You have the huge mansions, but then you have the single family home. Well, a single family home in America is almost a mansion in Korea. Like when I went to some students who had a lot of money and their house was beautiful, it was a little bit bigger than a single family home, but it was considered like to be a mansion. And then I remember all the apartments that I lived in were really small but I was okay. Like I actually enjoyed the smaller space. I was like, well, why do I need the extra space? I'm not, I'm usually in my room. And if I go to the living room, it's because my friends are over. So what did you feel when you were in Korea living in a smaller apartment? Did you come back to America feeling like, I don't really need all this space. And did you get a smaller place or? Um, well, my first couple houses were really small Mm -hmm. and, um, the first house I felt really claustrophobic because I was in one of those like corner apartments. I didn't really have windows. Oh yeah. So because of that, I felt really like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this. So when I um, moved houses, I asked them like, do I have a window? That's all I need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I did get that window. And even though my apartment was smaller, I went from like a one bedroom to a studio it felt bigger because I had that big window. I had that light come in. Yeah. Um, so I guess it just depends on people. But my last house in Korea, I had a two bedroom apartment just to myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it was huge. And I felt, I felt great. It was nice to have all that space, but at the same time I had so much to clean and it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. It's a little, I wasn't used to having all that space to myself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it kind of prepared me for coming back home to where everything's bigger. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny when I came back home. I um, so I have a home office, and I'm usually in my home office the whole day. And I go to the kitchen to get food, and I come back. Like I go to the bathroom, my home office, my kitchen. So it's like, Meh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. So yeah, I see <laughs> just me. 
All right. And what was the third one? You said freedom, big. And did you have a third word that could describe Americans? Opinionated. Mm, good one. Explain, explain. Well, I mean, I mean, I hope everyone in the world knows what's going on in America because it yeah. does affect the whole world. We have a lot of protests going on. We have, we have a lot of civil unrest mm-hmm. and um, it's because both like every side is so passionate. They want to get the voice across. They want to be heard. But what the problem with being so opinionated and having, you know, certain media outlets and things like that, it, um, it drowns out some of the majority of voices. Mm. So we might have one bigger group preaching peace while we have a smaller group that's just happened to be louder preaching war and it just it can be really scary because we don't understand the gravity of how many people are in the country and how many people are fighting for what they believe in Mm. and um so we have all these opinions crossing back and forth and less facts less Mm -hmm. science and it's it can be a problem (laughs) yeah yeah that's a really good point a really good way of putting it that is true that is true okay um Now, let me ask you this. You mentioned earlier your mom is Korean. She came to America in the 70s. And of course, you're here. So you're born here. What is your personal family background or your mom is being Korean is the main thing. How did it affect your life as an American or how is it currently affecting your life? You know, we all have different backgrounds, even though we're American. How has your personal family background affected you as an American? I... I would have to say I'm one of the perfect examples of the melting pot because mm. my mom's side of the family, Korean, mm-hmm. dad's side of the family, super American. His mm-hmm. mother immigrated from Germany, but he's lived in Texas his whole life. Mm-hmm. So he's got, you know, that Southern twang. And uh-huh. then I have an older brother and sister and uh-huh. they have different dads and we're all mixed together in like this big family where like we, none of us look alike. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so, like, growing up, it was really hard. I had a lot of identity issues growing up because at home, I'm Korean-American, and I eat Korean food, and I, you know, I watch American TV, but then Uh I'd go to school, and my friends are eating, you know, sandwiches on white bread, and I have, like, rice and kimchi. Like, (laughs) it was a little weird, and I remember getting made fun of a lot for my lunches in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just laugh because I'd be like, "Well, it's good, so I don't care." <laughs> right. <laughs> it's delicious. Come on now. It's yeah. Delicious. But as I got older, I met other friends who were like, "Oh, that food looks good. Can I try it?" And then, mm. you know, then I introduced them to my culture, and it was like really nice. That's what's um, up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. It's like a culture exchange within America. Like, hey, this is what it is between different cultures. That's nice. All right. <laughs> What do you love most about being an American? Mm. Oh, that's hard. Long pause. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, Um, I don't know if I love being an American or not. No, go ahead. (laughs) I think these days I like it more because less is required of me. If you think back into like gender norms, of mm-hmm. like the 50s, you know, women get mm-hmm. married, they have children and mm-hmm. they take care of the children. They don't have a career. That's not expected of me. 
in America mm-hmm. and it's not expected of most women anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy that. I, um, yeah, I like, I like that less is expected of me and I can, mm-hmm. I can explore what I am passionate about and I can do what I love. Um, mm-hmm. if my passion was to be a stay at home mom, I could do that. Yeah. Um, so there's like more opportunities available to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, that is, again, something that I realized being overseas as women, let me see if I can put the words together properly. It's not that, I don't want to say other women don't have as many rights as we do, but I think that America is kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to allowing women, like you mentioned, to do what they would like to do. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, by all means, it's okay. If you want to work, you can work. If you want to, you know, kind of acknowledging that women also have a choice in how to live their lives. And I noticed that, yeah, when I, when I was overseas, not just with Koreans, speaking to friends from other countries and other cultures, I was like, oh, you guys have to do that? I don't know what it is, Kara, and I think you're on the same, I'm like, when I do get married, I have no problem cooking and cleaning or whatever. I like cook. I like, I like food. I want to eat good food. So I don't mind cooking it. But if my husband says you are a woman, you have to, he will get nothing from me. Like, I don't want to be forced. So <laughs> I think, yeah, that's a good point. America does allow us to have that freedom. So it does allow us. Okay. If you could change one thing about America, you mentioned that you enjoy that there are no, you know, kind of, people forcing you to be this certain way because you're a woman. But if you could change one thing about America, what would you change and why? One thing I would change, and I don't know if it's an American thing, but I feel like we have too much information available to to us Uh where it's easy to take something, change it to fit your agenda which is what happened, what is happening now in our political climate. Mm. Um, so a lot of what we call, you know, our president calls it fake news. We right. have a lot of fake news around mm-hmm. because it's so easy to take something as truth without researching it yourself because mm-hmm. you believe, oh, the internet, I should be able to take this as truth, but it's not. It's yeah. sometimes you have to research it and debunk it and, sometimes people just don't want to do that. So we have too much information. Um, But at the same time, I like that we have a lot of information because Mm -hmm. it makes you more self-aware of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, I feel like back in the day, what is the word I want to say? We were required to do more individual study. Whereas now, like you're saying, there's so much information. It's like, well, somebody's already done it for me. So I'm just going to sit back and just kind of take everything in. Mm-hmm. So it kind of eliminates that, that uh, the practice or habit of, hey, study, research on your own. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally, mm-hmm. totally agree with you on that. Okay. Well, a lot of the individuals listening to this podcast and listening to this episode are not American. And they are very curious about America. And after this pandemic is gone, they may get the opportunity to come to America. So what is one thing you wish everyone knew about Americans? Just one thing you're like, hey, I wish you guys all knew that Americans are or are not dot, dot, dot. What would you say? Um, I want to say America is not scary. Because I remember teaching adults in Korea my first year. Mm-hmm. And when 
talking about traveling, a lot of them said they would never travel to America. And I said, why? And they said, because of gun violence. And I mean, I agree there is gun violence, right. but they made it seem like every American has a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't guys. We don't. We don't. And like, I, I'm okay with guns, but I personally would not own a gun. Right. But I'm not going to stop someone from having a gun. So right. I don't think America is dangerous. I think it's more, you just need to be comfortable mm-hmm. with yourself. You, I feel like if, you are showing, oh, I'm scared, then it's easy for people to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so, a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And if you think about it, like, I lived in Korea for four years. They they used to tell me, oh, don't go out after 3 a.m. by yourself, especially when people have been drinking. You might get harassed. And I was like, I've never gotten harassed. <laughs> Ever. I was like, in Korea, I was like, I go out at midnight and walk by myself. I'm like, no one bothers you. Yeah. That also was very interesting. I feel like in America, if a guy is drunk, it's dangerous. Like you don't want to be around him because he'll do something that he wouldn't do if he wasn't drunk. Right. In Korea, even the drunk guys, the most they would do is try to talk to you in English. Like try to practice, like they wouldn't be scared anymore. Like, let me practice my English on you. But yeah, I never experienced that either. (laughs) Or they'll buy you a drink. That's what most drunk people I ran into. They're like, hey, come and let's have a drink. And I'd be like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. All right. Kara, man, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to say about being an American as a last thought, just to let those listening know that you'd like to kind of open up for them? Um, don't believe what you see on the news. Mm. A lot, lot of us are really actually loving and open I'm very proud to be in one of those few states that is very open to new people especially um people seeking refuge like refugees um asylum seekers there are a lot of us that are actually really loving and want you to come here and i don't want people to think that all americans are like trump <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for that last statement that was amazing everything kara just said is the truth <laughs> We're nice people, guys. We're nice people. Come on. Come on to America. (laughs) Well, Kara, thank you so much for joining. I really enjoyed this interview, and thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the Weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.